Well, commodity prices have fallen and the Aussie dollar with them, but that's not can stop concern about inflation. We're seeing it in bond yields, we're seeing it in surveys like the Philly Fed survey and the CBI survey in the UK, and we're hearing it from business too. Most of it is driven by supply chain worries. Intel's CEO said he expected the shortage of semiconductors is going to continue into 2023. So don't go promising anyone a new PC for Christmas this year or next. It's Friday, the 22nd of October, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has managed to slightly rise today, but it's down a third of 1% of the Japanese yen. The Aussie dollar is down 0.7% this morning, just above 74.6 US cents. The New Zealand dollar also losing 0.7%. The Turkish lira has lost more than 3%, now almost 9.5 lira to the US dollar. It's an all-time high and a disturbingly steep curve. We'll look at what's happening there in just a moment. Bond yields are up just about everywhere. Two basis points for 10-year treasuries. The five-year rate is up almost four basis points. 10-year gilts in the the UK are up six basis points to 1.2%. And stocks, well, the Nasdaq is doing okay. It's up 0.4%. The S&P is flat and the Dow down a quarter percent. And we've got falls across Europe too. The FTSE 100 has lost almost half a percent. So let's talk through all of that with David DeGaris again from NAB in London. Gavin Friend was going to be with us, but he's chicking down at the last moment. So Dave's standing in. Equities down. Uh, we're, we're back to worrying about inflation. It seems optimism only lasts for a day, doesn't it? Have you ever known a time like this when everything has been quite so topsy-turvy? It's, um, <clears throat> it's been quite a, 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 someone call it an interesting day, Phil. So, um, you know, it was shaping up to be, you know, sort of a quieter end of the week, but it hasn't quite worked out that way. No. So, well, that, that rise we're seeing in uh, in yields, in like the five-year Treasury yields, yes. you know, yes. that sort of suggests that, you know, there's a rising expectation, isn't it? The Fed might move maybe twice before the end of, of next year. It's, well, that, the highest there, it's been since before the bit- pandemic now. Absolutely. So the market has been pricing that way and continuing on from what we've already seen, you know, over the past couple of weeks or so. Uh, but also it's been a day when the bond market in particular has been well and truly bitten by the inflation bug, I'd say. Mm. So, you know, we've spoken before about these break-even inflation rates. So it's like the market implied inflation by comparing the nominal bonds with the Treasury inflation protected securities so the five-year u.s uh break-even inflation rate the highest since 2005 at 2.88 percent so it's saying that inflation in the u.s this is what the the bond market is saying no one's saying it's right but it's what's priced in will will average you know close to three percent in the next five years so up a a sizable seven basis points on the day and we've seen the same sort of thing except a little bit more in the uk where the five-year break-even inflation rates up nearly 10 basis points to 4.27 percent so it's interesting as it's happened on a day when copper prices are off three and a half percent uh brent oil's down two percent you know that was what nearly 86 dollars when we were talking yesterday so it hasn't been spurred so much by commodity price action on the day but really the the inflation the accumulation you could say of the inflation years that we've seen over recent weeks and months yeah and we're still confident this isn't going to hit australia because you know we've got the i mean we've got the rba targeting that april 2024 yield it finished the day at Mm. 0.17 which is seven basis points above their target are are they are they going to be able to hold off their 
rate rise until 2024? I say that because Philip Lowe's talking at a panel, I think just about now, yes. actually. Uh, and yes. he's, he's no doubt going to be pushing, uh, you know, the, 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 the talk that they are, they're not going to do anything until 2024. But whether anyone believes him or not, that's another matter. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? There's, an, there's a divergence now clearly between the market, what the market is pricing in for the Reserve Bank in the next couple of years Mm. And what the forward guidance is, you know, the explicit forward guidance is from the Reserve Bank as recently as this this month's board meeting, which is what uh, less than three weeks ago. So, um, be interesting if he gets asked about that because um, you know the uh, what's priced into the so-called overnight index swaps, which is you know configured on the cash rate, is certainly different to where the you know the forward guidance where the Reserve Bank is saying they're defending the uh, the April twenty four bond at ten basis points, but it's, it hasn't been there for what several days now. So um, it's uh, it's an interesting juncture to say the least. And to show that every central bank has a different idea of the way forward, uh, I mentioned that big that big move in the Turkish lira. The Turkish central bank cut interest rates. Obviously an independent yes. decision by the central bank. Nothing to do with <laughs> Mr. Erdogan uh, whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, they do with that. I mean, there we can look at inflation as a problem. 19.25% last week. Uh, you would have thought right. the central bank would be going last the other way, week, wouldn't not you? last year. Well, over the, yeah, over the last year. Over the year published yes, last week, but over the last year. Uh, you'd be thinking they'd be going the other way, wouldn't you? Yes, well, <clears throat> you know, a... a um, Faced with those sort of inflationary conditions, the central banks usually don't cut rates. Mm. But um, I think, you know, Turkey's a little bit different to that, as you're intimating there, Phil. So the market was, it's interesting because the market was expecting a rate cut today of 100 basis points, but they cut by 200 basis points. Mm. So um, the market immediately um, sold the Turkish lira on the back of that. So, um, you know, it's... um, that's typically uh, what happens if the market becomes concerned about the inflation outlook, I guess, in that country. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, look, you know, they don't have the uh, – I mean, they ha- they have infections there, not as much as other places like the UK. Uh, now, 50,000 a day. We were talking about those numbers yesterday. Yes. There isn't again. The, uh, we've had, since then, we've had the health secretary in the UK saying numbers could rise to 100,000 a day this winter. Uh, it's getting yes. to be a bit of a worry, isn't it? Well, there's been a lot of pressure, as we spoke yesterday, you know, to push and uh, adopt Plan B, Phil, mm. which is not particularly onerous, is it? It's, yeah, stick it's a mask on. sensible things like wearing masks and, um, more, you know, a little bit more social distancing. So it's not lockdowns and so forth. But there was an interesting question at the uh, press conference and the health secretary was asked by a journalist about, how come it, they don't do it in the commons? How come they don't wear masks? But um, <laughs> he, he did recognise that was a fair point, but um, that certainly wasn't adopted by the um, by the rest of the MPs yeah. today. So um, it's still an issue out there. Yeah, and, and look, is the, could this delay this this worry? Could this delay? Uh, could this for, for cause the, uh, the the Bank of England to backtrack? A little bit. Uh, I mean, Bloomberg is now reporting uh, several former members of the Monetary Policy Commission saying, uh, committee saying it's unlikely that they are mm. they are going to lift rates before they have basically, um, you know, um, taken down the balance sheet to taking the bond purchases. Or in other words, ended, yes. ended, ended QE. It would be unusual for them to do that. That, that would be unusual because, you know, QE has, has the effect of um, mm. supporting growth and, and, <clears throat> and I guess to some extent, inflation, whereas increasing rates, of course, has the opposite effect. But, of course, 
the QE program ends this year, doesn't it? Mm. So we're in um, we're in late October now. So I don't know that that would be um, something that they couldn't overcome if they felt the need to increase rates next month. I mean, they could stop their uh, their asset purchases at any time now. So I don't know that that would be a particular factor that would hold them back. But I think. More importantly, they face a difficult choice, don't they, of addressing the inflation concerns against the headwinds facing the economy now. So it's not the sort of combination that they would have wished for, but it does certainly put them in a difficult tactical position into the into the November meeting. Yeah, and to add to that uh, to that quandary, the the CBI optimism survey, which didn't have very much optimism at all uh, <laughs> overnight, no. showed two thirds of UK businesses uh, warned of shortages for parts, uh, which could fix yes. factory output, which of course is going to hit prices. So more inflation concerns. Well, that that was pretty much the message, wasn't it? Mm. The supply chain issues in the, in that survey, Phil. So we saw orders come off from what 22 to 9 now it's not a seasonally adjusted series it does normally fall in october but not not that much so um and uh, the survey's reporting you know a supply availability issues and the the selling prices uh, up to 59 which is the highest fill since february 1980 so that's the early early thatcher years yeah so those of us old enough to remember that, at least in our early careers, when inflation was much higher than it is well, today. Yeah, so, well, I heard it was actually the highest. Since, that, that, that level was the highest since 1975 was what I heard. I looked up the inflation in 1975, uh, which was even worse than it was in the early 80s, I think, wasn't it? It was up to 24%. Uh, that makes on the back of the oil shocks, right? Yeah, that's right. That makes Turkey's problems look like nothing. whatever it was inflation was a lot higher then than it is today yeah absolutely and interest rates all in double figures of course as well we were a long way from that but we had uh, big falls in commodities I guess it had to happen sooner or later. WTI and Brent both down almost 2%, gasoline down 2 copper down, as you say, almost mm-hmm. 4%. Um, so, so, yeah, where do we? Where does this all go? I mean, it had to happen, didn't it? This is just an adjustment, or have we peaked? It's the obvious question. It's an impossible good, question good to answer. Question. And I guess the sort of prices, particularly the UK market is <clears throat> focusing on right now, is what's happening in the gas market. Yeah. And those prices had pretty sizable falls today, Phil. So the, um, the UK wholesale gas futures prices were down over 5% today and Rotterdam gas futures were down nearly 6%. And as you said, the sort of commodity prices that we look at, you know, the growth-sensitive commodity prices, copper, nickel, uh, oil even were all down today. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that the break-even inflation rates went up on a down when commodity prices went down. So... But I guess it's the accumulation of the inflation evidence and uh, yet to see the, the whites of the eyes of central bankers and how they're going to deal with this going forward. Yeah, well, I guess it's 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 those surveys pointing to supply chain difficulties, isn't it? Which is absolutely the issue. So the the Philly Fed manufacturing index that came in weaker than expected as well from 30.7 to 23.8. Uh, but employment was strong. New orders was a lot was. better than expected. CapEx was higher as well. I mean, obviously, prices were up as well. Uh, yes. but, but, you know, but it, it could have been worse, couldn't it? No, that's that's right. It, it's um, certainly the activity levels in that survey pretty robust. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's sort of been sort of it, it's in well within that range we've seen in the past, what, three to six months or so. And it was pretty much the same message in uh, French business survey, the NC mm. October business survey today that we saw 
early this morning, and uh, that was showing fairly robust levels of uh, activity and confidence despite the challenges that manufacturers and others are, um, are reporting. And we'll hear probably more of that story tonight when we get the PMIs not only for France but for Germany and um, the preliminary estimates for the Eurozone and UK too. So um, I think, you know, those, as you said, the, the US indicators relatively robust. Well, so what, it's, what, it's an early hint of um, yeah. a reasonably okay ISM reading. Well, let's hope so. I mean, that NC survey, a bit of, it also showed a bit of stability, if we can call two months the same, stable. But, you know, it's uh, transient yes. stability, perhaps. But look, we'll take what we can in this environment. Two, two reads exactly the same or close to each other, that's, that's <laughs> going to be a good sign, hasn't it? But what is interesting is in the United States, uh, orders are, you know, are holding up or starting to pick up. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, looking at the CBI survey, that seems to still be a problem in the UK. So, they've, they've, uh, are they getting demand difficulties as well as supply difficulties? Now? Yes. Well, you, you never know whether it's the supply chain issues catching up with orders, do you, no. or whether it's the sort of the underlying demand, as it were, from uh, from the end purchases. But um, whatever it is, it's certainly the supply chain is is, is slowing activity levels down there. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a minefield, isn't it? Students are going to be studying this year for decades to come, aren't they? They're going to be Indeed. they're going to be listening to back episodes. We will be well, on it. We'll, they'll be listening to back episodes of the morning call as part of a of syllabus course. somewhere. This is history being made as we talk. Uh, so you mentioned the, those UK uh, Europe PMIs today. That's just about it, isn't it? Tonight we get uh, apart from UK retail sales uh, for Indeed. September. Indeed, uh, and uh, you know anyone's uh, what, guess what, uh, what what the governor of the Reserve Bank might say yeah. as we go to airfield yeah absolutely all of that happening uh but uh we'll we'll find out how, what the day brings uh and we'll be back again next week good to talk have a great weekend cheers phil you too you know i wish we could do a better job of explaining exactly what is going on right now but i'm not quite sure anybody is entirely sure there's a little bit of confusion for everyone isn't there at the moment hopefully we'll be able to explain things a little better there'll be a little less confusion when we rejoin you next week i'm phil dobby for now see you monday